Welcome to the Smiling Suffer podcast. Um, on the mic, you got Corey, Corillo, Corey Just. Um, sorry, I'm panting. <laughs> I had to run back to my mic. <laughs> I was setting up the camera. Um, and today in the studio with me, I have uh, our producer uh, and part-time co-host, Onyadi, <laughs> with us. Hey um, the others couldn't make it today, unfortunately. Um, I know Wally is still, Wally had something going on. He may still make it, but um, uh, that remains to be seen. We'll find out soon enough. But um, it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be able to at least come out the house with all the lockdown and pandemic and all the havoc go- going on out there. It's always a chance for us to come here and reflect um, on what's been going on. So, um, first off, I want to start with 
rest in peace, Majek Fashek. Um, for those that don't know, Majek Fashek is a um, he's a musician, legendary musician, um, hails out of Nigeria. Um, he recently died at the age of 57. They said they found him in his home um, asleep in New York. Um, just a brief background on Majek Fashek. Um, beloved Nigerian reggae star. Died at age 57. And this is from the billboard.com. The singer's manager, Omenka Uzoma, told the BBC that Fashek, born Majekodumi, Fasheke, died in his sleep in New York. In an Instagram video, Uzoma reconfirmed the news, praising Fashek for all he did for Nigeria. Singer-songwriter Fashek was born in Edo State of Benin in 1963 and rose to prominence in 1988 when he released his solo debut, Prisoner of Conscience. His backing band was known as the Prisoners of Conscience, which included the award-winning single, Send Down the Rain. Now, that, that's when I got introduced to Majek Fashek. Uh, it was through this song called Send Down the Rain. It was a major hit back in the days. Um, and it was, in fact, up until the 90s, people were still jamming to it. Um, with a high quivering voice that drew comparison to reggae great Bob Marley and a conscious vibe in keeping with Marley's push to uplift, Fashek quickly gained a rep reputation as a voice of righteousness. Um, I'm not going to go down the rest of it. Um, I think it's just, it's just best to just play the song so that people can, can hear what, what this man was made of. Again, this is one of his biggest songs. It's called Send Down the Rain. Uh, check this out. You never heard it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a classic, man. That was a that was a huge classic. Um and you know, he toured here in the United States. Um I do know that he had he may have had some and I don't like to bring these things up, but you know, it's always good to just talk about the breath of a man. He did have his struggles with uh uh drug addiction. Um I know that there were videos that that 
popped up of him a few years ago where it it appeared like he may have been homeless um and you know people were shocked at the time but i think people rallied around him um i think he still has family in nigeria at some point he moved back to nigeria um he still had some of these issues um that would pop up every now and and again like there'd be videos of him like going on these rambles um but you know we all have our struggles at the end of the day um i think i thank him for his contribution to nigerian music um he wasn't necessarily afro beat um like i said he did have a a reggae uh yeah definitely a reggae vibe yeah and you could hear he he did sound a bit like bob marley i think that's why a lot of people were really really drawn to him too he had that that voice of his so um may he so rest in perfect peace Uh, my prayers are with the family um and uh we lost a great a great imprint in african music Moving on, I wanted to talk about some other recent developments, this time in Afrobeat, starting with, uh, well, as Wiley would say, your boy, Davido. <laughs> <laughs> um, Davido recently, and you know, while we're talking about billboards, um, he recently graced the cover of Billboard. It was him, um, and I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the pictures? No, I haven't seen it. Let, let me show you. It was him uh him tiwa savage and mr easy oh yeah yeah i saw you saw that so yeah yeah, i'm gonna post it on the in the video but it was a pretty pretty big look i think this is the first time i'm seeing an afrobeat star on the cover of billboard it was him like i said um, mr easy and tiwa savage um i think that's a nice spectrum it yeah it is it is and 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 uh, some people argue that those are like some of the biggest stars we have right yeah. now um you can argue some other names like Berna yeah and like um i think consistent in terms of like the biggest stars right now they would be consistent those three yeah um Berna Broy, he's more so like big as of recently yeah even though he's been around for a while he's been coming more popular over the like the past year or so yeah so i, I do think the, the artists they selected are um representative good, representative good yeah. representative i i agree i agree um well mr easy he is also like a newer he's star compared he, to david yeah he is but he's been really consistent yeah. lately too um great artists uh big ups to both of them i know there are some things that came up afterwards with burner boy uh and david do kind of throwing shade at each other but i, I don't think there because was because of the was it wasn't be necessarily because of that i think davido had come out with a he had posted something right with him and uh whiskey he had posted this picture see that picture <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and he he tagged it the two greatest of all time no cap and i think some people obviously felt some type of way about that some people probably directed some messages at Berna, and Berna came back out and he was saying stuff like uh well you know, uh, some of us we made it by ourselves. We didn't need our fathers to. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not surprised that Bernard would say up. that. He's very uh, arrogant, to say the least. He is, but it suits his whole personality, his persona. It does. So it's cool. It, I mean, Africa is a country anything. full of big, big eagles, man. This, yeah. this, this is what you know. A lot of Nigerian men are known for. Very proud, very prideful. Too proud. You think too? Yeah, yeah, definitely really like compared to other 
men? I mean, I can't really compare to other men, but I, just speaking of from your experience, my experience and what I've seen, too proud. There's there's always something such as too much pride. Too much sure. pride. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting observation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I thought that was a really really good look. Um, oh, and for those wondering, the song I just played in the beginning—that's Maybell. Um, it's feature- really nice song. It's featuring Davido. It's one of Davido's artists, Dremo. I love the song. Yeah, I love the video. Um, I did make an observation in the video, though. Mm-hmm. I felt like Davido is—he's much—he's really maturing. You remember back in the days when Davido in videos you see him and he'd be all over the girls and he'd be like, oh, extra touchy. And but you could tell he's like now he's starting to like set boundaries. It, like even in I would the, ho- I would hope so. Even in this video, that, um, like he was very careful. He wasn't like he was just singing. He was crooning. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll show you a little clip. Hold on. I would and, hope so. And you could tell like he's just really into his art now. Oh wait, wait a second! I forgot to shut that, shut that off. And you can see he's just chilling. And you compare him to Dremo, who's all about look, look at Dremo. He's all about the girl. He's kissing. He's just like he's just being an artist. He's and not being an artist. That's that's not Davido. That is Chioma. <laughs> really? You think so? Of course. You think he? She thinks she's had an effect on him. Not necessarily had an effect, but she's basically like, nigga, don't play me. Yeah, don't, don't try. Don't. But he, he's a performer, though. He's allowed to do stuff like that. Mm, still. Uh, still. You really? Can, you can still have video girls. You don't have to be, like, swooning all over them and touching in the video. Yeah, I, I just watching David Doe. You could just, even the way he moves these days, he, he's a lot more, like, after David Doe, uh, after Brenner Boy came at him talking about, oh, your dad, he didn't even, he didn't feed into it. Usually, the old David Doe would have been would have come up with something reckless to say. I think he just kind of just stayed above it. I forgot exactly what he said. I can look it up later. Um, but he's moving a little differently now, and I think he knows that. Especially, you know, you're on the cover of Billboard. He's always had this exposure in America, but I think now the, the exposure is is a little. It's different. He, he's getting some certain looks that he didn't get before. Mm-hmm. Um, very proud of him for that, because uh, there's no easy feat. There are artists in the United States that aren't getting on those covers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we have to acknowledge when these things happen. Um, and yeah, it's just, I think for me, it's just good to see. It's unfortunate while he wasn't here because he would have, I'm sure he would have given some counterpoint. <laughs> but it's good to see our artists are thriving. It's good to see Afrobeat still alive and well. Um, and, you know, that's something to be very, very proud of. Uh, the other thing I was going to bring up was, um, in terms of Afrobeat news. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something happened recently. I don't want to feed too much into it because it seems like a lot of speculation right now, but there's some lady out there that's saying Davido is the father of a child. Um, how true it is. I don't know. Mm. Uh, like I said, it's all speculation, but you know, it's just always good to still put that out there in case it does turn out to be true. Yeah. At least we we pointed it out. I don't think it would surprise anyone. If it's true. You don't think so? Mm-mm. 
I mean, it is what it is, you know. Nigerian men, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, first of all, he's a Nigerian man. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? When you say that, it, I, it and it comes from you, it means a little something different from me. Because then I start to look like, wait, is this how she looks like me? Because I and am a Nigerian second man. Second of all, he's an artist, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, interesting. Um, something else came up recently. Uh, this was, I don't know if you guys know, but there's this character called Hush Puppy. He's got like a group character. Of, he is. Yeah, he's got a group of friends. They are very, very, they're very, very flashy. Let me just say that. Very, very, extremely flashy. And I'm going to put up some of their pictures. But they have been rumored to be um, people that work, that do uh, scams. Rumored. Alleged. Um, all alleged and recently they got apprehended and it was a bunch of them it was him and like three of our three other of his associates i don't remember the names but hush puppy is like the really well-known one mm -hmm. I, i'm talking like he's he's always posing with like bentleys and private jets and uh freaking rolls royces and he's always like he's always flaunting everything and Personally, I think he's a terrible dresser. For someone that has that had all that money, <laughs> he just looks tacky as fuck. That's just my yeah. personal. But he's always been rumored. You know, of course, you never know what what is what. Now, because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. They've been giving out a lot of these insurance uh, payments. You know, well, not well. Would you call no, them insurance? Like, um, like relief like funds, relief funds, loans, grants, loans, grants, and a few weeks ago. So a story had come out that a Nigerian crime ring siphoned millions of dollars from U.S. Um, from, from U.S. unemployment programs amid COVID nineteen shutdowns. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they said it was as much as a hundred million dollars. I believe it. As much as a hundred million dollars. Now this happened, and you know, initially they put Nigerian scams, and I'm like, I felt like it could it, it it could be just one nigerian person in that in that ring and they're going to label it nigerian scam so i'll admit i was a little bit defensive i was like okay i'm not about to give this thing air because i don't know sometimes they just try like to just throw nigerians under the bus but then like a few days ago it was announced that they arrested these guys and these guys were might have been the same guys in connection to those scams mm. um it was a bunch of states that they targeted a bunch of states yeah. it was um trying to see the list of states here and washington like, washington state was there um there's a bunch of states that's crazy to me because how do you go after unemployment because that means that they're going to be consistently getting these people's checks yes because the way unemployment works is like you get paycheck like every two weeks like yeah. you had a job mm -hmm. and for you to continue to qualify for unemployment you have to reapply like i think it's once a week or whatever it is yeah um, so that they can verify your unemployment status. Yeah. So how is it, like, why, how do you go after these funds to get $100 million? Like, what were they doing? Did they literally have people uh, reapplying every week? You know, where were they sending these checks to? Good question. Um, I just, I really wonder how it, these scammers, like, how do they set up these things? Because, I mean, it's just it beats ridiculous. Me. It beats me. But I believe it. I, I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. That I haven't told you. Um, but... I do know that, number one, I don't know if it's Nigerians doing it, but definitely Africans have tapped into this COVID relief fund scams. Okay. Because the other day, um, my sister, so she got a phone call 
it was actually her husband. Mm-hmm. He got a phone call from Bank of America, mm-hmm. right? And it's an African man on the phone. Oh telling, shit! Telling him that some they actually like distributed the funds like incorrectly, and that he has to re- return the funds, right? Um, and this was for um, it was for one of their like. Small like business loans or whatever COVID yeah. relief yeah. for their business and and so he's playing along because you know first of all I, I don't know if these people are looking at the names before they're making phone calls like <laughs> don't try it. don't try it so he's like oh, okay yeah like oh what's going on whatever they're like oh you have to return the funds mm-hmm. and um you know we'll give you here's the account number yeah so they they give him the information on where to send the funds return the funds to right yeah number one. You are, you're calling from Bank of America, and they had all his information. Like, they verified his business information and whatnot. You're calling from Bank of America, number one, right? Mm-hmm. If you were Bank of America and you accidentally gave somebody money, yeah, you, would, you can take it right back. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> you don't give have them to a call. call. You don't have to give them a, it's a in your bank. number. It's in your bank. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, you have to return the phone. So he's like, okay, yeah, okay. He took down the information and whatnot, and they got off the phone. Uh, of course, they called Bank of America <laughs> <laughs> to verify this, and I haven't gotten the update since then. But it's so funny because like we see all this stuff online and we laugh or whatnot, but like people are actually doing it, and it's very apparent that they're doing it. And it was an African man on the phone. It's not like uh. he tried to, do, you know, use a different accent. And the funny thing is that people who are just ignorant. I wonder if they called from Nigeria. Uh, who they knows? probably did because there's a way that they can route calls call and make from. it look like they're local. Yeah, who knows? But the, the scary thing is that they had the level of information that they had. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder, number one, is it an inside job? Mm. Number two, like how secure are these banks and these systems, right, that they can get access to this information? Yeah. Um, you know, number three, it's just like who is – for them to be doing it, like people are falling for this. And like, no, like a bank cannot call me and t- give me an account number to send money to. No. Like it's it's just not happening. Like I would just be like, "What? That's be, so that ridiculous. doesn't make sense." You you have it. Why why should I be giving you my bank account number? Yeah, it, that's but funny story. But <laughs> no, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, like this stuff makes it harder for Nigerians to do business abroad. And it I don't does. know if he was a Nigerian. It was. It, it was makes it harder for Africans. African it's a stain on Nigerians. It's a stain on Africans, and yeah. it's something that. I'm telling you, there were people that were rejoicing online because of this. Because you don't understand how long this guy has been has been flaunting. You know, like he has like, ah, oh man, I wish Wale was here. He would give you, Wale follows him. He would give you the breakdown. He would come <laughs> online. The guy would be like, ah, all you people, all the haters. And then he talks in this very, very, very cross tone. He'd be like, yeah, hey, people, blah, blah, blah. And he'll flaunt. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be doing TikToks. And like, you know, in like flashing his Rolls Royce keys out. There's a particular one that that Wally sent to me that I'm gonna I'll probably post on the video. But yeah, man, like these guys be flaunting it. And what what happens? People like that always get caught. And but what happens is, uh, you have other people in Nigeria that end up looking up to people like that. Like they realize that oh shit, this guy got away with it. Like, why the heck would I be here in my circumstance? Oh, you mean like other scammers? Yeah, in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that, when they get taken down, it's always a good message. Like, okay, look, you might be going into this lifestyle, but eventually this is what might end up happening to you. And I think that's the message that sends. Well, it, it, 
you would hope that that's the message. It I sends, would hope, but there's still so many people out there doing it, and they're they not are. getting caught. Yeah, you know what I mean. They and are. there's people who are smart enough to do it for a period of time and get out. Yep. And there are also people that are smart enough to do it um, and not be so flashy. Yes. So I don't know if it's necessarily sending gonna the message be a, you would think a, or a be that impactful. So you don't think it's going to be a deterrent? No. I think when you take down someone this big that has been getting away with it for this long, I think it makes a dent. Uh, and and I feel like I've 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 kind of seen it online with certain people. Like there's this guy, um, Tunde Ednut, for instance. He's like this big blogger. He's mm-hmm. everyone's always. I get a lot of my news from him, and he's been relatively quiet on it. Relatively quiet. And then I think he's been getting messages like, "How come you don't post?" Because he posts everything else, but mm-hmm. for some reason he's not really posting that. And why do you think? That? And I think maybe he might have some kind of. Uh, yeah, perhaps he has some kind of relationship with him. Uh, some perhaps he has some kind of ties to him. I don't, you know, I don't know how, you know. But I know he posted a message about it. Let me let me pull it up. It's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just found it odd, and and he wasn't the only one. There were a bunch of other people that either they weren't gonna speak against it, or they were like trying to speak in this hush puppy guy's defense, which I just found to be like. You know what I'm saying? Our culture, like it's a reflection of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people literally still trying to defend these things. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, yeah, it's it's rather unfortunate. I can't find the message now. Once I find it, I'll post it up. But basically, he was just talking about how. Oh yeah, um, I think I found it. Picture of person like this title of you. No, that's not it. Okay, yeah, I found it. He said, "Why are you? Why are people so wicked?" You people have seen or heard about Hush Puppy. Some people have been insulting me in my DMs and on my posts in the comments section, asking why I haven't posted the news. Please, haven't you seen it already from other <laughs> pages? <laughs> why do you derive so much joy and happiness when someone falls? Why are we humans like this? And then the caption, he put, if you have money, you don't owe anyone. Spend your money alone. People will laugh anyways when something happens to you, whether you are legit or not. Once you fall, they get happier. Also for yourself, blah, 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 blah. The rumor is that this guy props up a lot of people. A lot. And that's not just bloggers. I'm not saying he's propping up this guy. I'm mm-hmm. saying that's the rumor. Like, he sorts people out. He sorts people to, like, give him, like, positive coverage. Um, he sorts... Who, the hush puppy guy? Yeah, the hush puppy guy. He sorts out um, freaking musicians, uh, like shouting him out on songs i don't know if they still do it but you know there's there have been reports of that so th- this is someone that has created this brand branding for himself um and to a point where it was almost like he was getting legitimized um exactly what what is being legitimized his lifestyle that he lives on social media per- perhaps yeah like does he portray that like he has some type of job or business or what they they what say they, they say he's in, he, they say he's into real estate <laughs> which he probably is but so is that what they're trying to legitimize or they're just trying to legitimize him as like a like like as, as a, somebody who as a figure money. as as someone that has money and someone that should be respected as someone as a figure respected to look for what money for, for money yes i mean you know nigeria now we know mm-hmm. our culture celebrates and glorifies people that have money regardless of how, how they, they got, got it, it yeah mm-hmm. including politicians mm-hmm. and you see politicians doing the same thing they try to legitimize themselves to make it seem like oh yes you know but they're they're really stealing money mm-hmm. um the same thing with yahoo boys 
they they do it a lot. So let me not belabor the point. So basically, they're saying FBI was behind this. FBI went to Dubai, which is where he resides, mm-hmm. um, picked them up allegedly, along with Interpol. Mm-hmm. Now what's going on is EFCC, mm-hmm. which is like the Niger FBI, whatever. Um, they want him extradited to Nigeria, which is to me is oh, a Lord. terrible idea. Terrible. The last person that they did that to, Momfa, we talked about him here too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He got picked up in Dubai by Interpol, got sent to Nigeria. Few weeks later, got released. Of course. And he's living his life and still flaunting. Of course, they just ridiculous. Every, every, they all have a price. Ridiculous. They all have a price. So what we're all hoping is that they don't release this guy. Uh, I don't think it would send the, the, the wrong message if they do, because then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Then if that's the case, then everyone might as well just keep doing what they do. Here's the thing. We need to release change or not, the branding. All I'm saying is that, can, can he give these people back their money, their hard-earned money? that he's Where, where these scammers, like, they steal from people all over the world, right? Yes. Can they give them back their money? That's it. It's, that just never happens. No, it doesn't. And that's what's unfortunate. Let the let them do whatever. It doesn't like necessarily affect me or you. Mm-hmm. But I think what but about I think it the, does the to thing an is extent. that they let them live and then they keep the money. They have the money stashed somewhere and they they're living that life with on off of somebody else's hard work. The reason why I think it affects me and you is because to an extent it affects our image. And there are certain businesses when they see that you're Nigerian they're less likely to want to deal with you as a result of the issues that they've been going with with scammers. Mm. And I think... I mean, potentially. Potentially. I mean, for the most part, it doesn't really affect us. But you can see how it could affect like a regular... Especially someone working out of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of people working out of Nigeria that have... That need to make deals with international institutions it might be a little bit this is this is something cautious. that definitely affects them a lot mm-hmm. a lot so um i don't know man it's it's just one of those news stories that it was we you know it was all over niger twitter <laughs> all week Funny. um there was all sorts of hot takes mm-hmm. but uh, uh moving on moving on a few other things out of nigeria that i want to talk about um while we're on the topic of people that steal, you ever heard of Diazani? No. Diazani Madweke? She was the former petroleum minister of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. She was alleged to have stole billions of dollars. Mm. Alleged. Uh, like dollars. Yes, dollars. <laughs> billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've seized, they had seized, last, my last count, they had seized at least three billion mm. that they had found in different places. That's crazy. In cash all over. Uh, the, the son schooled here in Maryland. Some, oh, really? and there are people that know him. There are people you know that know him, that, that, uh, that are friends with him, but they don't really hear from him anymore. <laughs> There's one, one, one light-skinned guy like this. I think he might have gone to Howard, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, she stole a lot of money. She, mm-hmm. she was under the good luck administration, mm. and she was like his money guy. Mm. But uh, some, people, some people allege that I don't think he knew the extent at which she was like taking money for herself. Anyway, long story short is, mm-hmm. you know, this woman has been targeted by different agencies. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when when the US and the UK start to be like, okay, we need to we need to keep you here. They had to like keep her in the UK um to to get uh to get uh I guess charged. 
Okay. Um, when the US and the UK notice you, you're stealing, you must have really stolen a shitload. I mean, billions of dollars. You must have really stolen money. a shitload. Yeah. So I know she, at, at one point, she was there. She was supposed to be going to court. She was supposed to like come to court for her crimes. This was in the UK. Um, there was a time when, as she said, she had cancer. She had shaved her hair. She was looking all sickly she you said or she did have she, she well she claimed to have she okay. claimed we don't it's but all alleged can't trust her. yeah <laughs> and i'm telling you this because to show you where this story ends mm-hmm. up right so they've been they've been doing this back and forth for a few years now efcc has been trying to get her back to nigeria obviously no one wants her to come to nigeria because we know that she's going to get away with it if she gets back to nigeria yeah um they seized like a bunch of her property she mm-hmm. has this i think i'm trying to see how much it was ridiculous it was like 1.8 million dollar property in in banana island that's not necessarily like ridiculous people have you know 1.8 million dollar homes in the united states so so i take that back it wasn't 1.8 million dollars it was more than that it was it was it has to be more for you to say ridiculous no it was it was ridiculous and i i need to find it just just because her the and i've seen the building is this mm-hmm. property in banana island is by the water it's mm-hmm. freaking beautiful apparently it's been operated by some people no one really knows who it's been operated by mm-hmm. um banana island diazani island house yeah it it was 37.5 million dollars okay let me show you what it looked like Yep, there it is. Yeah, they they seized it. No, um, that entire building, or yeah. it's like her home, or she has she no, owns no, 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 property. No, no, no. no, she owns the property. Oh, okay, so it's like a multi-unit. Yeah, yeah, property. it's a oh, multi-unit okay, okay, okay. property. Okay. It's oh, okay, that's not anyone can just get in here. Um, the judge also ordered the permanent for future of the sums of two point seven million uh, on the rent on property. Like they've pretty much seized all this stuff. Anyway, I say all this to say. Mm-hmm she is known to be very corrupt Mm. and they have been trying to pin these charges on her for a while now i don't know what happened i don't know if it's because there's been so much noise with america and trump but see this woman kind of disappeared from the news at one point Mm. and then out of nowhere right this story comes out that this lady this lady freaking had applied for covid no (laughs) (laughs) she had applied for citizenship of dominica a caribbean island country so she can run away (laughs) she applied for citizenship like back then no one even knew Uh let me read the story it was gathered that prior to this appointment dominican republic had earlier granted miss mrs diazani madueke citizenship of the dominica of, of dominica a caribbean island country Diazani is on watch list of EFCC, mm-hmm. Nigeria's anti-graft agency for alleged money laundering. With this new development, extradition of former minister becomes practically impossible and the remaining are history. Diazani was issued a diplomatic passport by the Dominican government on May 21st, 2015. She had done this long... This was like mm-hmm. 2015 was when Buhari finally got in office. Mm. This was right. This was before we had even. Yeah. This was before we had even figured out how much she had stolen. Okay. This woman had already planned this shit out. I'm yeah. telling you, it, it's like a movie. Um. 
not only that, right? Her citizenship was confirmed on May 29, 2015. We're just finding out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Approval letter by the Prime Minister of the Commonwealth of Dominica, Roosevelt Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> she was also appointed as a Trade and Investment Commissioner for the Commonwealth of Dominica. Mm-hmm. She's the minister. Yep. <laughs> She's the minister. Wow. Uh, the Prime Minister's letter to Dizani reads in part, I am pleased to confirm your appointment as Trade and Investment Commissioner for the Commonwealth of Dominica. Mm-hmm. Please note that this posting does not attract a remunerative package. In that respect, I am, I am particularly encouraged by our willingness to serve. The appointment of a Trade and Investment Commissioner is consistent with my government's declared intention to have a permanent and active presence in the global business and financial sector operations. Basically, they gave her a citizenship. Mm-hmm. And now, because of that citizenship, um, th- she can, they can decide that, okay, nah, she has immunity. She basically gets immunity. How? Why? <sighs> I don't know how to explain it, but I think, hold on, let me, let me play this. She gets clip. immunity where? In, in the UK? Oh, <laughs> Dominica. In Dominica. But is she there or is she here? <laughs> Right now, she's alleged to be in... Doesn't, doesn't she have dual citizenship? She has dual citizenship. So what is her... I don't understand. So what this means, essentially, is that Dominican Republic can say, look, this is our official, and they can pull her and say, no, this is our citizen. And because she's a member of our whatever government, she's immune from prosecution. That's what this means, <laughs> essentially. I know it's it's very 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 disturbing, but this woman can literally end up um, not serving any kind of jail time whatsoever, mm. and she can end up being a government official in another country. <laughs> she holds a diplomatic passport too. Mm. It's not just a regular Dominican yeah. passport; a diplomatic passport. You can't just arrest a, a government. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm. Um, so she and as a result, she can't be arrested by Interpol or extra, extradited to Nigeria or anywhere else. I th- I think I believe she's still in the UK. I don't think she's in Dominica yet. Um, I think she's still in the UK. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we're pretty much screwed. I don't think we're getting a lot of that money back. Um, and. Yeah, she's a citizen of Dominica. So this is this is what's going on in your country, or people. For those, for those of you that don't know, I know you've been distracted with a lot of things lately. This is what's going on in your country. This is how fucked up things have gotten. Um, yeah. Did you have any other questions about Diazani? Have you? Do you know what she looks like? That's her. Oh, okay. And let me show you what she looked like when she was sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if she was really sick? It's not funny. It's, it's possible. It's possible. This was her. This was when when they were like she was. They were having to drag her to the to the courtroom. That's her there. <laughs> I mean, she could have been sick. I yeah. don't know. I don't know, but I doubt it. I, I, I just have died. one question. What do you want to do with billions of like? Why if you're gonna steal, right? Mm-hmm. How the hell do you steal in the billions of dollars? That's just selfish. It's beyond selfish. It is beyond selfish. Have you heard of Abacha? 
Have yeah, you heard about better, about the money that they that they've been finding? Someone mm-hmm. that's been dead for twenty years. They're still finding money. They're still finding that's money. I just I don't. They get found it. about like, three billion. Like how? Wh- like you're not gonna spend it, and it's not like your descendants are gonna spend it, especially if it's stolen money and you have to hide it. And uh, well, so who's spending it? They, they, who who says they have to hide it? They could put it in businesses that then give. Well, them. they're hiding it though. They're hiding a lot of it because it's like cash that they're finding. Trust me, I can find ways to spend hidden money. I can find many ways to spend it. <laughs> no, I'm, you can't spend it bill, billions of dollars in your life that you. No, obviously, obviously, a billion it, is ridiculous. You can make, you can make whatever. You can have as much money as you want. Okay, hundreds of you can have trillions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. But like, if you're going to steal money, why are you stealing so much so money? Much. I know. It's unf- it's just selfish. You know what I'm saying? It is. If, even if it's a, b- a million that they stole, it's still selfish. Yeah, it is. But like. Fine. If you, you are a thief, <laughs> still millions, still hundred million. But how far now? Three billion. Chill. It makes you wonder what do they want to do with that kind of money. Yeah, they that's want. What I'm they saying. want. Is the power that it comes that comes with it? Yeah, it's alluring, and they can control pretty much anything. They can get anywhere. Yeah, that's and they get getting, used to getting it. Away with everything. They get anything. used. To, you found how much gold and jewelry they found with this woman. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, uh-huh. but moving on, man. One more thing I want to touch on before the break is um there was something that happened recently in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of girls. And if you go online you see is one one of them, her name is Uwa. Mm-hmm. Another one, her name is Tina. And I believe there's a third one. Um I think her name is Jennifer. I looked up the backstory of Uwa. Um, Uwa was actually pretty sad. Um, Uwa, someone confessed. They found this girl dead. She had been raped, mm. right? Raped, uh, and they found her dead. And someone ended up confessing. Mm-hmm. He had said that. A redeemed pastor. Um, this is in, hold on, let me pull it up. Oh, I hope I still have it here. Basically, a redeemed pastor had gotten this girl, Uwa, pregnant in Nigeria. Um, and she didn't want to get rid of it. And they had argued about it. And because of that, he had sent these guys to go beat her up and kill her. That was what this guy confessed. So that's what exactly what they did. So... The, the plan was just for them to kill her. They first raped her. And there's a bunch of guys. So there's been a lot of outrage. Um, I don't think there's where been enough. Where is the pastor? Um, this guy was based in... No, where is he now? Again, no one really knows. No one really knows the pastor's name. No so one the, knows. these men that confessed, Yeah. they didn't give more information than that? They don't I, know what, what church this girl went to or they might have hold on, let me let me pull it up. Basically the guy said the pastor paid them one point five million. That's her. That's Ua. RC pastor paid me one point five million to kill Ua. Um the guy's name is an official of the Department of State has revealed that the following investigation of the murder of blah 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 and the consequent arrest of a suspect identified as Chibuzo. That's the name of the guy. I confessed. Um, they didn't give the name of the pastor. Mm. 
Um, they just said they've caught somebody, and I think it's the police that's but releasing they know, all this information. They, do they know who the pastor is? I think they do. I would think they they knew. Mm. If you confess that there was an RCCG pastor, maybe they just they just don't want to reveal the name of the guy. Why? I don't is know. Criminal. IG police, um, Nigerian police is interesting. <laughs> they can be very interesting like that. She was 22 years old, 100 level student of University of Benin. Uh, she was raped and murdered inside of a redeemed Christian Church of God in Benin City. Uh, he assured that the pastor will be picked up and the church taken over by the federal government. He further stated the pastor is suspected to have wanted the church to be famous. He started his plan by setting up the girl. Paid, and it was a 1.5 million naira. How much is that in dollars? You know? Chicken change. Chicken change to commit a murder. 1.5 million. How much? I, I always okay. have to... I, I, all I do is I it's divide like by three. I, I, I divide by three and then I take take two zeros off. It's like a few thousand. Let me do by 360. Oh, it's four, like $4,000. 4000 You sure? Yeah. I think that's $40,000. You sure? Oh, no, no. no you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It is about $4,000. Yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking 50000 but then it would be 4000 Wow. Forky. Now what? Ah, Cologne Shaw. You ever heard that term before? Cologne Shaw. You don't know what that means? It just means may God protect us. Yeah, don't that say you want to know you're about right? Get out of here. <laughs> um, so that was the story of Uwa. Tina was another one. Tina was more police related. Uh, they said this girl was out at a bus stop and some police was trying to like uh, I guess threaten them or something or intimidate them and his gun went off and he killed her um, let me show you what Tina looks like I don't want to see you don't but you don't want to you don't want to personalize you don't want mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like I don't like stuff like that you don't mm how did you feel about George Floyd I don't like stuff like that i don't like the who wants to watch any type of murder or see, but someone, you watch see that a dead one, person but you watch that one yeah and because it's all over the news but i don't need i don't if you said oh you want to see george floyd's death here i would say no do you want, do, do you want me to play the short clip you don't have to see but you you don't mind if i play a short clip about tina and what happened the family members sure explaining all right this is but I don't know why anyone would like to see, look at a dead person. No, I'm not saying the dead body. I'm just saying her story. That's the story. That, oh. You are going to scare them. So That's fine. You now cock again. So as he cock, you now shoot. When he shoots, the blade now goes straight to I think that's the dad. Tina. Tina and his mother and his brothers, they're almost three or four in the shop there. They're about to close to home before they get me the bullet. May 22nd, 26th, 2020. My name is Kichi Ezekiel. That's the mom. Tina. She was getting ready for her exams. 
is doing well for me. If I call my ah Jesus, if I call my daughter, you will answer me. You will do everything for me. You will obey me. I say come. Ah, uh, no, I don't. Let Nigerians. That's really sad. Yeah, but um, yes. And then there was another girl, Jennifer, and it it it, it, it all happened like all around the same time. Ha- uh, sure things have like this happen every day. They do, they do, they do, they do. Um, but chances of of this stuff get of these people getting justice <laughs> slim to none. I mean, just like every other unfortunate yeah case and <laughs> it is issue. In, it is. You know, that country it is unfortunate um i think we are overdue for a break now also i know that was some pretty heavy stuff that we just touched on uh we may touch on some why did these ones make the news i for some reason they, they were the ones that bubbled up I don't, I don't i'm still not sure how i just knew that i was was something that i kept seeing online about these and um, so what's being done as a result of this there have been protests. There have been petitions. There's online petitions right now. Okay. Um, the online petitions can be very effective because it brings about awareness and it makes people mobilize. It makes people with resources to be able to at least put pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that has been kind of a good thing. Um, and, and And I think... I think there's a reason why some of these stories make it. I don't know exactly what the reason is, but for some reason, there's just some particular ones that kind of just strike at the heart of people. I think the gruesomeness of it too, like Uwa, for instance, the fact that it happened in a redeemed church. I mean, in a church. Mm-hmm. It happens every day, trust me. It mm-hmm. happens, these things happen in Nigeria every day, but I think that was probably what brought it to the public light. Um, I think in the case of Tina, I think it, it's the idea that this young girl that has wasn't doing anything criminal, mm-hmm. just randomly was shot dead by a police. Um, and, and I think, you know, with the other stuff going around with Ahmad Arbery in the United States and George Floyd, they, that probably pushed it up to, to mm-hmm. people's attention too. Because similar, someone got getting killed unjustly. Um, there are some things I want to address in regards to the recent um, uh, police brutality incidents in the United States. Um, I know we got a, a letter from one of our listeners. Uh, I want to thank you. I, I I love the feedback. I appreciate the feedback. I'll go over your letter uh, when we can come back from the break. Um, but uh, there were just some things that I felt like I needed to address just to just clear the air. Um, but now we will be going on a brief music break. The song I have queued up here is by Adekule Gold. He and Simi have been, they've been pretty consistent lately. They're having a really, really good time right now. They just had a baby. They got married not too long ago. Um, and they both have like top 10 singles right now that are on the airways. So cute. I played, um, Simi's song last last episode Duduke nice song yeah really nice and this one is Adekunle Gold it's called Something Different so check this out 
track right yeah it's really nice dope track dope track bless you yeah, thank you bless you um so yeah let's get right into it man so I, I pulled up the letter that i was talking about earlier and this was from a loyal well as she put it or as he put it i'm not sure it was a he or she honestly but i i really do want to say that i appreciate this feedback i we need it we need all the feedback we can get um so i'll start off with this this person had written, I don't know what format it was, um, but they had sent a message through one of our other co-hosts. And what the person said was this, hey, how are you doing? I intended on writing on Monday, but got caught up with work and the entire news. Smiling Software is a platform I always look forward to listening, listening, because I enjoy the mix of music with ongoing issues. Debate platforms have always been my thing, and I think SS does a fantastic job. Thank you very much. Nevertheless, the last recording got me quite agitated because I felt that Corey was insisting that black people were more responsible for crimes 
and that is why they get more detention. I wouldn't say that was what I said, but let's go on. Regardless of how that could be true or false, which is highly debatable because data can be manipulated, this is my everyday job, I sense he was missing the point. And also I was concerned about how a message like this could be dangerous. Punishment should match crimes and not be more. My sincere opinion as a devoted listener. Thank you very much. So let me first yeah, ask. Thanks for that feedback. Uh, what do you think about the feedback? I think he, the listener is very accurate. And I think he has some good points. Um, accurate. Um, okay. In, in terms of certain topics can be very sensitive. Like yeah. Hot topic. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be careful about the message you portray. Okay. Because people can take your words and misinterpret them. And I think that's what he meant when he was saying it could be dangerous, right? Okay. Um, sometimes when certain issues are being presented on the news or mm -hmm. just on a public platform. Yeah. When you start bringing other things into the mix. Yeah. It kind of deflects from the purpose of the cause. Right. Of what cause? So one of may not cause? have to do with the other. They, yeah. the but when you say of the cause. Relate. Of whatever the cause is of, yeah. on that platform. I'm, being, I'm speaking very general. Okay. Whatever that hot topic is. Yeah. So um, one doesn't have to necessarily do with the other. Like, like if you want to talk about like this whole racism issue or Black Lives Matter, for example, when they're talking about that specifically, sometimes, you know, other people want to make points at other issues relating to the black community. Mm -hmm. But I think what some people are trying to say is that that's not what we're talking about right now. And so we don't what, want so what are we talking about be, right now? We don't want the message to be... What, what message? Whatever it is that they're trying to say at that time with that issue. They don't want people to focus on something else, yes. like deflect listeners, viewers, from what they're trying to focus on. So... so what you're saying is that in order to have real discourse and mm -hmm. real debate or real progress, mm -hmm. what we're required to do is we're required to shun down certain voices that may have no, slightly... of course not. It's not... You can have a different view on the subject matter, but what happens is that people bring in other, top, other subjects into that are completely unrelated. So what you're saying is that you can only talk about specifically one thing. You can't talk about things that might be related no not necessarily but that's the, not what i'm trying to say but my, my question is how who, and everyone who, has a right to their opinion yeah but who says that they're completely unrelated who who makes that determination i guess you know it's in in the individual opinion Th that and i think that's really what i'm getting to it's this idea that some people's opinion you may think is unrelated but i may not think it's unrelated but to say that oh I shouldn't say that because it's too dangerous. Do you see? My question is: Who determines who is, whether who what's dangerous and what isn't dangerous, and whoever makes that determination, right? Are you telling me that they then then get to steer the conversation the way they want it? And if that's the case, how do you expect people to come together to solve things if there's only one narrative then be mm -hmm. that, that's being pushed out there? Mm -hmm. That's my own, that's I think that that was really where I was coming from. Um, I do want to make some clarifications, right? Mm -hmm. For those that don't know, I followed the George Floyd case. I followed it in depth. I've, I've been focused on it. Um, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, on that episode, I, state, st I stately cleared 
I, I, I clearly stated <laughs> that it was unjust. George Floyd deserves justice. I can think that and I can also think other things too. Mm-hmm. I think this idea that, oh, because I'm talking about other things and I'm deflecting, I don't think that's fair because what really drove my, my, my reasoning and the reason why I brought up like other certain stats, and by the way, I actually also happen to be for the past, what, 10 years, you know, prior to my recent job, I, I worked in data too. So this is not, you can't, you can't say you're the expert and, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I've had experience in, in how to, in data too. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean what I'm saying is necessarily the only truth. I think the clarification that maybe I could have done a better job of is maybe not trying to equate certain things, which is not what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I do think George Floyd deserves justice. Mm-hmm. I do think there is police brutality in our system. Mm-hmm. I've talked about my experience with police brutality. I, I have, I've had a history of it. You know, this is something that I've suffered. I know it, it is a problem, even here in Maryland. And there was just something about someone telling me that, oh, my view is too dangerous to be put out there. Like, how, I don't how think, do I don't you think, get to if determine? You read it, I don't think you said it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Said certain views or something like that could be dangerous. Could you read that again? Uh, she said, "Okay, so regardless of how that could be true or false, which is highly debatable because mm-hmm. data can be manipulated, this is my everyday job. I sense he was missing the point, and also I was concerned about a, how a message like this could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Punishment should match crimes and not be more. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree that that cop needs to be punished. Mm-hmm. I I'm fully." You know, eight minutes and 46 seconds on his neck. I mean, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There is police brutality. Where some people, and I have to put this out there because I have to make sure that, again, this is coming from someone that I have been subject to this treatment. Mm -hmm. I know it's out there. Where I draw the line is when people make a claim, a general claim about police brutality being only about racism. I think there's racism that stem to it. I think there are issues stem to it. I just don't think it's the only issue. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain biases that are not necessarily related to racism that also calls for this issue. Mm -hmm. I think there are issues with the way we train police. Mm -hmm. I think there are issues with the way our police unions are set up where they have this thing called qualified immunity for police, where it's harder to get justice for police. And mm-hmm. what that means is, is that when police step out of line and infringe on the rights of citizens, right, it's much, the standard for prosecuting them is much higher. I disagree with that. I, there should be justice. And I think these are things that we should be able to talk about all the different aspects. Mm-hmm. There are different I, ways. I agree that, you know, there, those are valid points. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. The race thing is also a very valid point, right? Yes. I think when you are speaking or when you're delivering your message, right, you don't want to paint a picture where it's it's one or the other. I think that's where the misinterpretation is. Okay. It's fair. not one or the other. It's these it's are all the issues. All of the above. It's these are all the potential issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, these are the things I think we should be fighting for or we should be addressing, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I think there's also a time for everything. Right. Okay. At at this time, maybe they want to focus on the race part of it. 
And maybe then and we, wait, talk, who, we get to a point. So when you say they, who, who is they? Whoever it is, like in, in general, I can't speak for everyone else. And that's the right? thing, because we, we're, so, we blacks, we're not, we're not monolith, right? We both have different yeah, ways. Every, that we, we every, all want to get to the same issue. Regardless of race, you have yeah. your own individual yes. opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, let's say Black Lives Matter, because of what everything is going on, they want to focus on the race part of it, right? Okay, fair. Because I, I do agree there needs to be a lot of reform in the, just the police system. Yes. There, I mean, you, you know you don't have to be go to college to be a police officer. No, you don't. So I, I think there are many problems that we have to break down. There are many issues we have to break down within the black community, within policing, within the government, with, with just everything, right? Mm-hmm. But that... yeah. I think each one can be tackled, maybe not at a time. Some can be tackled collectively. But yeah. when you're having a, a specific conversation about race and yes. police brutality, yeah, I think we have to be sensitive to the fact that let's talk about race and police brutality. Versus, because when you start to bring all the other things into the mix, it seems like it's one or the other. No, but it doesn't have to be. That, but I think, I'm I think that's I how think, people will inter- how, I th- how I people think, interpret it. I think so. that's... I, so, you're right. I think there's some... Like, for instance, I'll give you an example, for instance. There's some things that are not really related. Like, not really, really related. For instance, did you hear about the quarterback, Drew Brees, who came out and they, they were interviewing him and they asked him about, in the light of everything going on with George Floyd and all these protests, they asked him specifically. So, what do you think about Kaepernick taking the knee? You know, and the flag and the yeah, national so, yeah. anthem, mm-hmm. and then he said he decided to go into this. I've just always felt like we always respect the flag. Now, that to me, even though that's his, that's he's he's allowed to have his opinion. The timing of that is weird because it's not really. This is not really related. This is we're talking about getting justice right and fixing the problems right mm-hmm. and and reform right, and the timing of that was a little off. Mm-hmm. And it's not it. It wasn't really. I mean, yes, Kaepernick knelt down because of police brutality. So I guess in a way it's related. But then when you insist that, oh no, I want to make it about this flag, then I think you are because the, the flag at this point has nothing to do with police brutality. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you get what I'm saying? So that I can get how someone can see that and be like, oh wow, that's the timing of that is a little off. Or, you know why we're t- trying to talk about police here. Now, we're talking about police now. We're talking about issues in policing. We're talking about issues, things that we need to do to reform. And my fear is that people start saying, even as we're talking about police reform, there are certain things within police reform that we can't even speak to uh, or that we can't speak about stuff like the crime, for instance, crimes that are going on, because it is directly related to how police respond. Police are getting called for certain things happening, right? And I think we should be able to at least talk about everything. Yeah, but in in not, that you don't have to talk about everything at once. Fair, fair, okay? fair. Number one. Number two, I think what that listener was saying as well was, he said something about, you made comments about, you know, black people committing more crimes, right? Or bringing in those statistics into the conversation. Yes. Um, which... If statements or topics like that, whether mm-hmm. it's true or not, yes. it gives the opposing side like fuel. What opposing side? Who? There's no opposing side. We all agree police brutality is an no, issue. No, listen. No, not all people think that. Not all people think that. So you could have seriously if you if you're a racist white male, mm-hmm. 
You might not think that. You see what I'm saying? So I think he's talking in a general sense in terms of listeners. You don't know who's out there. Yeah. Right? Um, it's almost like they can literally hold on to what you said individually. Yeah. But, you, but you can do the same for the, the other side. Conversation. But you can do the same to the other side. You can, some, the police people, the police, let's check this out. The actual police people that want reform, right? Mm-hmm. That know that there are all these issues and that know that, yes, racism plays a part, right? You're also turning them off when you only make it about one thing. Would you admit? And I think at some point we have to, we, we have to be able to talk. We can, I think my fear is that we're going to end up talking in these echo chambers where we're only listening to only things that we want to hear without really having those tough discussions. And I think that's a big part of why I put together Smiling Sufferer. For me, it was only initially for tough discussions within the African community, things that we're not really, people are not really comfortable. We need to be able to address it. I think, I think that's the beauty of this show, to be able to present all the different sides, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily muzzle one, one voice over another. I want to hear it. There are a lot of things that I disagree with too. And the same argument that you're making, another side that's actually trying to get reform, can make the they same can same, mm-hmm. make the same damn argument. I'm a black man. I, I, you can't tell me... Like watching that video, it, of course, it's disturbing. It's disturbing, and it's hard to it's hard to co- disregard the fact that race could have easily played a part in it. In in a lot of ways, when when you look at these same statistics, you could even make an argument that it is about race, and you should be allowed to make that argument. But that's the same way other people should be allowed to make the argument that yes, maybe it's about race, but maybe it's about some other things too. In addition, I don't want to, you know, go on and on and on because, you know, we're going to go back and forth. I know you agree, agree with the reader. I know, I know your stance on this issue, and I respect it. Um, all I can ask is that different stances should also be respected to an extent, mm-hmm. even if you don't respect it. And I don't think his comment negates that. Yes. You know that sentiment. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He's giving his opinion, mm-hmm. right? Or she, whoever the listener is, is giving their opinion. Yes, and I um, and, and that was why I really the, welcomed it and I appreciated it, and because yeah. I thought it would be a good way to at least address some of this stuff. You, um, but, but I I don't want to make my support for the cause for police reform to be sabotaged or to be or to be. I don't want that message to be you know sabotaged in any way because I do think that there is a serious need for it. And yeah, I'm, you know, I I'm think gl- I think many many people kind of agree that there needs to be. A lot of police reform done. Yes. I mean, just from top to bottom. There's from a lot of bottom. issues. Yes. There's inconsistencies from state to state. Yes. There's inconsistencies from training to training. You know, um, it's like the way I always like to relate to it is would I want, if I had to have surgery, mm-hmm. would I want an ill trained, in all regard, mm-hmm. the skill, um, cultural competency, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just I- emotionally, just mm-hmm. everything. Would I want an ill-trained mm-hmm. doctor performing surgery on me? Would I want a doctor that didn't go to college or medical school performing surgery on me? Would yeah. I want a doctor who has a history of uh, discrimination or prejudice performing surgery on me? No, no. no. I, you know, so it's 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 all those things. Would I want a doctor that is highly protected with? Uh, malpractice insurance performing surgery because there is issues on, in every regard. I agree, in, I, I, in and, we should, and we should talk about that. Yeah, and you're you're saying that 
whenever like doctors like this, right? And you know what? That's an issue in the healthcare system too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want, I want to use this to kind of highlight some of the issues with the policing systems in America is there's this thing where bad cops that have been reported on, they end up staying in their jobs or maybe they'll get relocated they some, somewhere things. else. Yeah. And they it's, cover it It's up. almost like crap in, crap out. The cops like that, we need to find ways to get them out of the system. They shouldn't be cops. Mm-hmm. I believe Chauvin had like a bunch of reports on him too. Yeah, Prior to this happening, did, yeah. the Chauvin is the guy that was mm-hmm. had his neck on on um, George Floyd's neck. Mm-hmm. neck. Um, he had a lot of issues too. Cops like that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Police unions, they have these things called qualified immunity where it makes it hard to bring charges to cops. It raises the, the standards for them. Yeah. I think that's an issue. See, these are things that we all have agreement on and we can talk about. Mm-hmm. We'd have total agreement on, and you're right, you you also equated it to the healthcare system. Now, the thing about the healthcare system is, you're right, you don't want a doctor that's incompetent, that's doing all these things. You know the problem? Those doctors are still being used in the healthcare system. Yeah, they're still working, they're still whatever. You yes. know, there's tons of doctors. Yeah, but all I'm saying is you can equate it to any profession that yes. has some type of level of power and control. I agree. Right? We give over these, your life, over yes. Over your life. We yes. give these cops a certain level of power, yes. respect, um, we, we give them guns yes, where they can literally shoot you and get away with it, which is what's happening. Yes. But when you add a layer of, you know, race to the issue, racism, yes. mm-hmm. it turns into something else because, you know, shoot me because you're a, a bad person. Yes. Don't shoot me because I'm black. Because I'm black. I agree. And this is where, okay, I have to come back and say, okay, Yes, I believe that race does play play a part. Where I draw the line is when people make the statement that police are systematically killing black people or are systematically tar- targeting black people. I draw the line there. I, I do not, in my experience now, I'm sure other people will disagree with me in their mm-hmm. experience. And I can't dispute that. But I can only speak from my experience. And there's two things that I base it off of. Well, I won't say experience, but there are two factors that I base this thing off of. I look at the data. I agree, data can be manipulated, but the data that's been available, the studies that have been done, I've looked at every one of them. I've looked at the one that was done in Harvard by that Roland Fire character, um, by that Roland Fire professor, economics professor. I looked at the one that they did in for Oakland PD. I looked at the P, PNAS, PNA, PNAS study. I read through these things. Uh, I think this gentleman called Mumolo. They they discovered that black men are likely, are more likely than any other group. Young black men are more likely than any other group to be killed by cops. And they 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 concluded that black men, especially, that one of the leading causes of death for young black men mm-hmm. is police police getting killed by cops, mm-hmm. which is true. One other thing that was in that study is that. The same can be said for young white men, young Hispanic men, young men, young men in general. A leading cause is police brutality. And, and when they say leading cause, they don't mean they, they're talking, I think it was like number six mm-hmm. leading cause. There's still other causes. So there, there were, whenever people cite stats that favor them, they never want to cite the other stats that say, oh, well, 
the results aren't as clear. That same study also concluded that um, black cops were just as likely to kill white. Um, well, black cops were just as likely to kill uh, black kids as white cops were, which, again, it doesn't mean there's no racism because you know black people can be racist towards towards each other. Right? Here, here, here's here's a problem. Mm-hmm. One of the problems, right? Yeah. Whether or not you choose to believe there's systemic racism or if it exists in our, you know, um, criminal justice system. Yes. These people come out of the community. Yes. They just hold a title. They have a job, right? Yes. Within our community, there are issues like racism. There are issues like still like discrimination. There is still a level of systemic racism, maybe not in all, uh, what do you call it? Um, in all aspects, yeah, right. But there's still a level of it that's deeply rooted mm-hmm. in Black Americans, African Americans' history, right? Yeah. These same people who hold these same ideal, ideal ideology mm-hmm. have the same morals, who have the same upbringing, right? Yes. The people that are racist, mm-hmm. they're the ones that we pull out of our community and give these titles. So it just kind of trickles down. Yeah. So it's not that. Policemen are racist. Mm-hmm. It's that the, system the man, itself. the man mm-hmm. that is racist in his community mm-hmm. became a policeman. So that's how it transfers. So it's the individual themselves that make up. Yeah, but then how? But the, then how? The, the, but then how? The how do you conclude roles. that the majority of them are that racist? Uh, it's I. I don't. You know. And, and how can you conclude if the majority of them? All you know is that, right? We see instances that not yes, you see instances, but all you know is that there is a there's still a big issue with racism in America against black people, right? Okay. And it's coming from people of other races. It's not just white people. Yeah. But obviously because they are the majority, it's coming from them. That is what history says. Right? Yeah. So if you have a bunch of white people yeah. that are in these roles, yeah. just like how there are there's tons of there's health disparities. Right, it's the same reason you're pulling these people out of the community. They have certain titles, they have certain roles, and so that racism or or their bias mm-hmm. just transfers into the work that they do. But then, but you're, I think, I feel like you're making a conclusion that majority of them are that way. How do you, a place like Baltimore? I'm not for saying instance. that the majority so are place, that, but I'm saying but then, that but there could be making, a good number of people yeah, that way. But, and I'm saying that it could affect even if it's on an individual yeah. basis. I'm yes. saying that that's how it affects the yes, way they do their yes, job. Yes, yes, yes. But let's look at a case like Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, where the mayor is usually always black. All the people in the council, all of them majority black. The police department chiefs, mostly black. You know, under Freddie Gray, it was a black police department. The prosecutors, black. I mean, a majority of the power in Baltimore is black. Mm-hmm. And there are still cases like that going on. Again, I'm not trying to discredit the effect of racism. Mm-hmm. But Freddie Gray, the six officers that were charged, half of them were black. Yeah. And at some point, I think we ha- we also have to look like, okay, are we going to spend ninety hundred percent or what ninety nine percent of the time talking about this one one factor? If we do that, then how would we address other factors that have to do with like sensitivity training or police training? Do, 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 think, do you get what I'm saying? I think those things are going to be addressed. I just think that right now, look, this, whatever has been going on in the past two weeks or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's a small amount of time compared to the amount of work that needs to be done. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So 
if this is the topic of discussion mm-hmm. for however long it lasts, and relatively it's going to be a small period of time, mm-hmm. then let that be the case. They all, everything needs to be addressed. Everything. Okay. All right. I just, again, thank you for that person that sent that letter in. You give us a good chance to talk about this. Um, we want you to know that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we stand for justice. That's for that for me. That's all I'm focused on. I just want to make sure that the killers of George, George Floyd end up getting justice. Yeah, and it's not just not just George Floyd. Anyone who gets killed or murdered unjustly, especially if it has to do with their race or any type of discrimination. But you see, you, you keep saying especially if especially it has if it has to do with any type of discrimination. I think it adds a layer to it that it's past just murder. Fair. Because you targeted that individual for a specific reason. Fair. Right? Fair. So I'm just saying that, you know, it, it, there has been many George Floyds. So let's, you know, keep that in mind as well, too. Fair. And it's happening every day, including today. Fair. But I also want us to keep in mind that we need cops. We need cops in our lives. It, it, we don't. We need good cops. We, we need, need, good, we, we need, we good, need cops. good professionals yes. across the board. We do. In we all do. industries. Yes. I don't um, think anyone's uh, debating that. I don't think the same way we shouldn't make generalizations about certain communities is the same way I don't think we should make generalizations about certain institutions. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why I'm able to sleep at night every day is because I know that I have it. There's at least comp- competent law enforcement in where I live, in my experience. I can only speak for myself. I had my cousin, one of my cousins from the UK. He was telling me, he was considering moving to the US. He didn't because of these kind of cases, right? He has kids, he has a son. Um, he ended up opting for another country. And for him, because he sees these things rise up in the news and they're plastered all over and they're talked about all over, he has this sense like, me, as a black man, when I go out, I'm like literally scared for my life. And that has not been my, my experience. Me, I can only speak for myself. And you can't tell me that. My, my fear is that people are going to tell me that, oh, because I don't have anything bad to say, then I shouldn't get to say anything. I think that anything is good? messed up. Good? You mean? No. When I say bad to say, I mean anything bad to say about the law enforcement. I have things oh, okay, bad to okay. say, but maybe they may, they may not be as bad as what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. In my experience living in America, I don't feel like I am being systematically targeted. I think you, I think I need to be able to say that. Because unless you, you, un- unless you think, think I'm living in some kind of bubble. That, every individual can say that, obviously, because our, our, it's all based off of our past experiences, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, that's what kind of shapes our perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Everyone can say that, but that doesn't mean you, you should be insensitive to other people's No, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm definitely not. And it also doesn't mean that uh, you can't realize that even though it's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. It may be happening to other people. Yeah, I, which is the problem I, with I, I, a I lot accept of that. white people. I accept that. They're just oblivious. You can have good white people, sure, but they're like, they do and say racist things because they're just so oblivious to the fact yeah. that... Yeah. You know, they're they're just unaware because they haven't experienced life in the same way. Yeah. Through the same lens. Yeah. I, 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 I have a fear that when we place an overemphasis on race, there becomes more racism as a result. I like to think, I like to at least, 
again, Martin Luther King said this, judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I approach things, first and foremost. Unless you give me a reason to believe that you're mm -hmm. something other than what you claim to be, that's, I, I have to go in with that premonition, regardless of how much um, racism I may have faced. And don't get me wrong, I have faced racism in America. Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I've I told you some of my experiences. Yeah, I know. I know. It happens. But I've also faced racism from, I wouldn't say racism. I, I face, I mean, I won't call it racism, but other sorts of hate from black people, from black from people of my color. Um, back home in Nigeria, I faced tribalism. It's very, very huge in Nigeria. Let's, there, let's, stay, within, is, let's stay within the U.S. There is yeah. hate. All, there, I think people, yeah. people forget that hate comes in different forms. It, mm -hmm. It's not just necessarily black to, to white or white to black. It, sometimes it's intra. Sometimes it's, it's hatred for my culture or my heritage. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that across the board. Here's the thing. Your hate, your internal biases or your hate, it shouldn't affect the opportunities that I have. It shouldn't affect my ability to live a life yeah. the way I want to. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't affect my freedom. Yep. And I th I th that is the issue. Okay, we can all be as hateful to our neighbor as we want to be, right? Yeah. But if I hate that my neighbor, mm -hmm. it might not stop him from getting a job mm -hmm. or getting a loan from the bank or yeah. buying a house. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if a certain race, yeah, and it's a trend, mm -hmm. hate me, right? Yeah, but and then, but but you have to prove it's a trend first. That's not, I'm not talking about proving it or not. No, but but you're making statements based on certain conclusions already. Like you're saying, well. If this, if this. No, you're not, you're not listening to me. Mm -hmm. If a certain group of people hate me mm -hmm. for whatever reason, yeah, then it might start to affect my quality of life if the majority of those people are at the, the places where I want to work or at the banks that are giving out loans or with, that are in the government making policies. So it might affect me that way, especially if they're the majority and it's, it's um, more than one people, more than one person like having that hate. So me hating my neighbor, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Me solely alone, like we all have, we can all have hate but, for one but another. No, whatever. but but then I could. It's be, not going to affect my neighbor. Yeah, no, but but if I was hate, hateful towards another group that was black, and I was in those jobs, it, it's the same effect. Do you understand? Yeah, what I'm it saying? would have the same effect. Yeah, so but at, to what degree would is that happening versus racism, like white people against well, black well, people? Well, you tell me. To what degree is it happening? I mean, obviously, I don't have a number. But, but the, and see, this is where I always have to fall back on data and statistics. I, I have to. Because when people make these statements and they say, oh, black men are being systemically targeted, and mm -hmm. I haven't experienced that, the only way I can confirm that is by looking at data. Now, I get data is not perfect. And it can be sliced and diced. Because there's people interpreting the data. There's people doing the studies. Yes. So it's always... But you would that. agree that if we are going to make huge systemic changes and reform in our systems, mm -hmm. we can't just go off of, oh, this happened to me yesterday. We have well, to be able to... Okay. To, and and, and to, that's all I'm saying. You have to study a large group of people or incidents. And, and that's all I'm saying. I, that, I, that's, that's population that's analysis to me always trumps... Um, anecdotes it always does especially if you're going to make policy decisions that affect large swaths of people and my fear is that this this vilification that's going on is starting to lead into other suggestions like you hear things like defund the police which i've heard the ideas it's 
I'm not going to say it's, you know, apparently they, they did something along those lines in Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't what they did wasn't defund the police. They scrapped the city police of Camden mm-hmm. and then they replaced them with county police. And county police had a little bit more responsibility. And then they, but they retrained all of them, right? Mm-hmm. They retrained all of them. They, you know, and crimes reduced. These things happened, right? But they didn't call that defund the police. They called it something else. Mm-hmm. And now what you're hearing is defund the police. And what ends up happening is you have certain people that say, no, this is really what defund the police mean. But then you have so, some of these other people that say, oh, no, what defund the police means you want to abolish them. And that's when I start to be like, okay, for me, in my experience, I cannot do, I, I come from a place where there was, the police was completely useless, where the co- police were the ones that used to extort me. So coming from that place, I know the value of a police system in society. I know the value. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be perfect in the US, but it is necessary. The reason why, like I said, I'm able to go to sleep at night. The reason why I don't have a gun of my own, I don't, is because I feel relatively at ease. And a lot of that to has to do extent, with- it has to do with your level of privilege, which we all have. Okay. Which, you don't live so, in the hood, right? Okay. You don't live in any type of dangerous- so, But what if I told you- You don't have racist white neighbors. So but what if I told you people in the hood are they are just as insistent on having police presence in their hoods it's not everyone but you have to remember that the people i'm just saying it's your level of privilege that yeah, allows but, you to but, feel comfortable yeah but you've assumed that my my level of privilege how about the people that are less privileged than i am that also feel They're the same speaking. way speaking you are i'm talking to you yeah but then well then who says i'm not speaking on their behalf too you're not Says who? Are you speaking on their behalf? I'm, where, where I'm speaking. They? I'm speaking on behalf of anyone that th- that thinks the same thing as me. That feels like no. You're speaking for yourself. No, I'm speaking on behalf. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking for people that that also agree with me. That feel like they they need a police system in their society, in order to function, in order for their businesses to thrive, in order to feel safe. But at you're home. making assumptions because you have not spoken to these people. Are you? But you haven't spoken to these people either. Who? Are you? Are you actually trying to make a case for defunding the police? Or dismantling no, I'm the police. Speaking, I'm not speaking so, on that at all. I'm, I didn't comment on that specifically. I think everyone I'm agrees. On what you said, I'm responding to specifically what you said. Which what was I'm telling you is because of your level of privilege. And, 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 and what is my level of privilege? What 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 is my level of privilege? I, I said it already. I said, hey, it could be the neighborhood you live in. It could be how you grew up. But I'm it telling you be, that people in these neighborhoods also feel the same way. So what? So what? What? What is the? What is and the that's distinction? Why I said, you can't say that because unless you have uh, Jane, John, whatever, Harry, these people said that, and you have those so, so what, data so what, for me, then you can't say that. You can only speak for yourself. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I can I can speak for for data and stats. They've done polls. They've done surveys. I don't just speak out of turn. But you asked me a question. And I'm telling you that they've, they've done surveys and they found that people in these communities are the ones that actually want more police presence. They've actually done polls. They've done polls since George Floyd. And they've done polls on blacks. They've done polls on people in certain communities. People overwhelmingly say that, yes, they do need police presence. They just need reform. So, again, when you say, you, 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 you see, people always throw this, oh, it's your privilege thing. And I think when, you, when people do that, you make these gross assumptions. You need to think of it in the sense of, again, it's our experiences that shape 
our perspective. Right? Yes, yes. That to me is, it, it could be a form of privilege because if I have a certain, certain experiences, right, that have afforded me certain opportunities, mm-hmm. and that has then shaped my perspective, that's where that's coming from. Yeah, but that doesn't you can mean. But, but that, but that doesn't ways. mean I don't get to have an opinion on it. I didn't say you didn't have an opinion. Okay, so You're we stating your opinion. So we all there are certain people that have more privilege than I do. That, that doesn't yeah, mean I that. I said th- which we all have yeah. to an extent. Yeah. So so it it almost feels like so the privilege thing is like a is like a non. It it's neither here nor there. Okay, I have privilege. Not really. It goes back to again. It's your personal experiences that's making you have the opinions that you have. So only certain people that have that are less privileged are allowed to. I didn't say that. But, but we're talking about decisions related to police in our society. So are you saying that only certain people are allowed to have opinions? You didn't say that, but then you keep bringing up my privilege. And what I keep telling you is that and what I does said, that have to do with anything? Okay, then take the word privilege out of it. it. Again, it is your experience that is shaping your perspective today. And the same with everyone else. Everyone else that's that's the same. And I said that. I don't know if you need to like rewind and listen. I know. So, but, but then, <laughs> because I, so, I just said I, that. So my question is, what said, does it mean? Which we all have to an extent. So, but what does it, how, how, how is, is that contributing to the discussion? What, how does that justify defunding the police? Like, I, I, I wasn't talking about defunding the police or not. I, I did not comment on that at all. I am telling you the, the, the statement that you made uh-huh. regarding how you see your safety Yes. And how you feel about the police, it's based on your experiences. That's what I'm pointing out. That has nothing to do with defunding the police. <sighs> oh, I don't know what to say about that. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Um, one thing I'm not going to do is censor myself because of this perceived privilege that you've I, I, put on me. I did not. I, I didn't. I'm put not going to censor myself. You, number one, number two. Nobody asked you to censor yourself. Okay, and I'm not. And but I, I don't think anyone has the right to say that. What I'm saying is dangerous, and then what they're saying is what is not dangerous. Because I, I feel he like he didn't say. I he feel didn't like say. I think what you said is dangerous, and what I'm saying is said, right. Yeah. He gave his opinion. You gave your opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's I, it. I agree. So everyone has a right to their opinion. No, yeah. he didn't. You see. That's 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 the issue when you're communicating with people, right? Yes. And this is in general, yes. right? Just because I said A and you said B doesn't mean that you it's one without the it's one or the other. Yeah. Both can coexist. Okay. You realize that, right? Yes, I realize. Same to that. the listener. I realize that. All right, I think we've beat that topic. Um I do want just justice for George Floyd. We're going to be keeping track of what happens there. Uh they have they up the charges from third degree murder to second degree murder. Um, I hope that doesn't affect the outcome of the case. Um, Minneapolis, the council, they recently voted that they're going to disband their police. Um, they confronted their mayor about it. There's a video out there. Uh, the mayor said, no, there's no way I'm disbanding the police. So that's where we're at right now. We're at a place where we're discussing whether we want to dismantle police departments uh, and replace them with you know, I guess the idea is that they will replace them with more appropriate resources. So, like, people that have mental health issues, for instance, they won't have the police deployed to them. They'll have, like, a mental health expert de- deployed to them instead. And that way, they might be more adept to de-escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are points to be made there. I mm-hmm. think that there are some good suggestions there. I've, I took a look at the Democrats' bill. 
uh, for police reform. There's some really, really good, thi- good things there that I can mm-hmm. get behind. One of the things is banning chokeholds, banning it outright. Um, I think that's something that can be debated. I'd like to hear more about it, but that's something that can definitely be discussed and debated. Um, one of the other things was, again, I think they said something about police unions, kind of like, you know, not giving them as much power. That's also a good idea. Um, where I draw the line is the idea of dismantling, dismantling the police. Uh, I, I, I can get behind reform. I can get behind restructuring or, you know, they say reallocating resources. And that's, that's all well and good. I can, you, I, I can even get behind reallocating resources to better help communities. I can get behind that. What I can't get behind is dismantling the police system. And I'm saying this as someone that has come from a third world country. I don't know if you say that I was privileged when I grew up in a country that didn't have that, where the police harassed us every day and taxed us. And in some cases, like Tina, shut people down for absolutely nothing. Um, you can call that privilege if you want. I don't know, but it is what it is. I'm going to move on to our last topic here. Your privilege can be individual instances. You know that, right? can be specific <laughs> things. You don't have to wrap it all into one. Yeah. Just because you came from a third world country doesn't mean the fact that I you lived, had breakfast I, today I is lived a privilege. In, I lived in a third that? world country. Yes, that doesn't necess- that doesn't sum up your privilege or, or lack. <laughs> I never thereof. said it did. I never. That's said what it you did. say if you want to call that privilege or not. Some people might. Fair, fair. fair. It's just about your background, your experiences that has shaped the way you are today. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, last topic is not as serious. Um, you ever heard of J.K. Rowling? Did you hear what happened to her recently? No, I didn't. Um, so there was an article out there, right, that came out. And in the headline of the article, it said, people that menstruate are having issues related to COVID or something like that. But basically, it described, the subject of the headline was people that menstruate, right? Women. <laughs> so, <laughs> J.K. Rowling, who's... Mm-hmm you know, could be very, very, very opinionated. Mm-hmm. Jacob only came out and said, uh, you mean women? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and people, they came for her. They came for her Who hard. Came for her? The mob. What mob? The online mob. They, like, it, it was bad. Trust me when I say people came for mob her. Mob of women or men? Both. Even... For saying women? For, for 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 making it for pretty much pointing out that people that menstruate are women. They people disagree that with menstruate are women. Not everyone agrees with that. <laughs> Not everyone agrees with that. I'm sorry. Who else menstruates besides women? Um, transgender let's, men. Let's say female. Female. Trans transgender men. Um, that's what they will say. Hey, hey, be careful now because remember your privilege is based off of your experience. <laughs> <laughs> um let me see okay let's break this down yes genetically who can menstruate people they will say people that were born as women no 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 genetically who can menstruate you know i you know you know how i feel about this i know what you're, what you're trying i'm just i'm i'm trying to There's, just play devil's advocate scientific here terms right there's there are male yes and they are females. Yes. Who can menstruate? Females. Females, right? Except in rare cases where it's a someone that's a that has both male and female genitalia. 
rare cases, but go on. So females, you have to have that female component, right, to menstruate? Yes. Right? You yes. have to have a female reproductive system, right? Mm-hmm. So what's wrong with her saying that females menstruate? I don't think there's anything wrong, but trans activists will say that the, it is. The transgendered <laughs> male, what reproductive system do they have? Uh, penises. I don't think we're allowed to see that on YouTube. My band that I'm have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not, like trans transgendered male. They have male 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 genitalia. Yeah. No, if they're transgendered male, mm-hmm. does that mean they were a man and then they became a woman? Hold on, let me think of this. Trans, transgender, trans transgender men are they were they used to be women. They used to be women. Yes. Are you sure? Let's see. Yes, and what that means is that it means they could still be men menstruating, but they're still men. That's why they use that umbrella term. Let, let me let me see. I just want to make sure because now I'm getting confused. While you're working on that, right? So, um, Daniel Radcliffe, you know him. Yes. He like, came out. He threw. I'm he actually, threw her insulted. under the bus. No, listen to me. I'm insulted that you're asking me if I know anything related to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget. You you were. You did grow up here in the United States, so you'd know. No, it's not about me growing up here in the, in the United States. I love Harry Potter. You did. You read all I did, seven I watched. books. <laughs> I watched. I watched all of them. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, right, came out. This is Daniel Radcliffe arguing with the person that pretty much made his career, right? Are you listening? I'm listening. And he came out to argue with a woman about her definition of a woman, essentially. And let me read to you what he said. Daniel Radcliffe, the star of the Harry Potter franchise on Monday, responded okay, to... Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. They were assigned female at birth. Okay. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. They were assigned female at birth. Um, tweet about gender, which some label, blah, blah, blah. Shortly after, I'm trying to get to the part where... Yeah, so this is what he said. Hi, J.K. Rowling. Using non-gendered language is about moving beyond the idea that woman is equal to uterus. That's essentially what they're saying. Feminists were once mocked for wanting to change sexist language, but it's now common to say firefighter instead of fireman. What J.K. Rowling is saying is harmful and dangerous. You see? When they start, you, see, when, you see when they start throwing that dangerous term out there? But that's his opinion. Um, it's, it's harmful and dangerous, and the trans and non-binary uh, witches and wizards deserve to feel welcomed and loved in the Harry Potter community. Damn it. This was actress Tessa Netting that said this. Um, a lot of people came out against her. A lot of people came out because hard. Because she said women or... Okay, I think she said that because, to me, when I hear that statement, right, people that menstruate, yeah. I actually thought it was, like, insulting. So that's what J.K. Rowling so, is saying. Yeah, she probably was like, you mean women? Just say women. So so let me, let me, let me text you. So let me read to you Rowling's reply to all this backlash. She, she says, says... Do transgendered men refer to themselves as women or transgendered men? No, they... They refer to themselves as men. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, they refer to themselves as men. Men. Yes. And they want to be regarded that way. Okay, so... Would it have been offensive if she said, you mean females? That was exactly what she said. She said, you mean females? She said females, or did she say, you mean women? Actually, she said, you mean women? That was what she said. So would it have been more offensive if she said, you mean females? Good question. I don't know. Because a transgendered man has a female reproductive system. 
Yes. I I know I know where you're going with this. I'm saying I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think it would have mattered to the to that community, to mm-hmm. the trans community. They would have still said that she was being insensitive and transphobic. This is her reply. If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. The idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because... They think sex is real and has lived consequences is a nonsense. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you are discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say um, to say so or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she doesn't believe it's hateful to say people that menstruate are women. Yeah. Um, so it got even crazier because she had to put out like another article out mm-hmm. that talked about her experience as a woman and how she went through domestic violence from her first husband. Mm-hmm. I, you know, she was, I think she was trying to make a point that, look, this is the other things that I've gone through as a woman. These are these kind of things that I've been victimized as a woman, blah, blah, blah. So for you to be able to take that word away from me, she's trying to say like, you know, you're, you're kind of going too far. So she, yeah. she, posted this stuff about um she went through some kind of issues with her ex-husband blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. the son went to go interview her ex-husband and you know gave him a plot i mean got really messy gave him a platform and the next ex-husband was like yeah i hit her once uh it wasn't anything that i did yo he came out and he came out and he said it like whatever like i hit her once um it wasn't sustained she had pissed me up blah 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 and then they got their own backlash for giving this guy this i guess asshole a platform woman bitter. yeah it, it was it was just really really messy and mm-hmm. but the trans community has not let go they want to make an example of jk Rowling, and an example and, she did absolutely nothing <clears> wrong they've been called to stop boycotting just because she said women does not mean it doesn't take away for how, how away from them how they should feel. I know, but then again, I don't know how they feel. Yes, and I can't relate to their struggles. But then you can still have an opinion, right? I, that's why I'm I'm saying that because this is <clears throat> my opinion. Okay, what I'm saying. Um, I okay, don't think I think actually it was offensive for him to say people that menstruate. As a you woman, found that offensive, yeah. I'm like, okay, like stop beating around the bush. Yeah. That's what it comes off as. Just say women. And I, I it, for anyone to take offense to that, mm-hmm. because how they see themselves uh, gender-wise, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't relate. Interesting. Well, <clears throat> you already know how I feel on these things. Um, I think you made a lot of my points for me. Um, I just think... I didn't shame you for the privilege that you had of not having to be worried about what trans You didn't are. because you okay. agree with me. You see see how that works? So you're saying that it's you only get I to bring up privilege sh- when you disagree I, with no, the person? No, no, no. I didn't <laughs> shame you before. I pointed something. I had an opinion yes. that was different from yours. Okay? Fair. So you have nothing to 
oppose me on on this because <laughs> you agree with me. The problem is so you 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 know me too well, and you know the way I argue. So you you came. I I wasn't expecting you to come this prepared, but I I give you credit. I don't need to prepare. Yeah, yeah, because me, it's common sense. There's nothing. There's nothing to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ju- I just I think it's weird that you don't see it from like you are offended by certain things and you're allowed to say that no i didn't say i, I said i was offended by the guy's statement that jk Rowling responded to right okay. i would find that offensive you know what i'm saying yes um and i'm giving my opinion on the subject yes right mm-hmm. which may be different from that of uh harry potter yes. okay daniel yeah um but it doesn't mean that one is right, one is wrong. It just okay. means we disagree. We disagree. And okay. number one, number two, I, I can only speak based off of my privilege. I'm sure a trans person would think I'm privileged. Yes. A trans woman would think I'm privileged because I was born a woman. Yeah. They had to go through struggles to become a woman, right? Okay. Yes. I acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can. I know that, right? Because again, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Right. This is yeah. my privilege, actually being a real woman. Hey, not real though. <laughs> actually being born yes, a woman. Let's just let's cut it off. <laughs> cut let's that let's off. cut that off. I'll cut that out. Okay, so that's what you need to realize. I'm, <clears throat> I keep it consistent, one hundred. So, so what? So, tell me exactly what what do I need to realize? You need to realize that the point I'm making mm-hmm. here about your ex- privilege, your experiences, mm-hmm. right? It. it Again, that's what's allowing you to form the opinions and have the perspective that you have. Okay, I, but I, I agree with that. But it doesn't negate what I have to say. It doesn't necessarily get what, you know, what other people have to say or how they feel about it, right? Fair, fair. We all need to expect, uh, respect each other's opinions. Yes. Our backgrounds. Yes. Our differences. Yes. And, you know, still be able to, like, you know, cohabitate, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're individuals at, at the same time, same, same uh, at the end of the day. Okay. Right? Even if we grew up the exact same way, had the same experiences, same privilege, yeah, the outcome could be totally okay. different. So, but you so, don't, but you don't think your opinion is dangerous, because the trans people will say that the way you've. I don't, as m- me, in my opinion, I don't think my opinion is dangerous. Okay, but I also don't fault them if they think that it's dangerous. Fair. That is their fair. opinion. Yeah, you fair. know what I mean. Fair. But me speaking on how I feel based on my experiences, why would I think it's is it, I'm the one saying it. You know what I'm saying yeah. I can definitely understand where their their perspective. Because again, right? Yeah. They'll see it as oh well, it's you don't blame. It's because you are born a woman, right? Yeah. You didn't have to go through whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, cool. I get that. Yeah. Fair. 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 Yeah. I mean, it, it is consistent. I'll give you that. Um, last thing, smiler of the week, suffer of the week. Who are you giving it up to? Who's having a good week? suffering um that's tough because you know me i don't really buy i don't i try not to watch the news mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. do all this politics stuff or whatnot um who's having a good week i don't know i think the police has taken a beating <laughs> the last couple well actually i shouldn't say that because really that it's not as much of a beating when you compare it to the plight of or the struggle some people are going through so maybe yeah. i shouldn't say that mm-hmm. but i just feel like in terms of their reputation let me, let me put it that way their reputation 
has taken a beating in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Um, even out, outside of seeing that George Floyd video, right? In some instances, their reaction to the protest, it was almost like they proved some people right from the way they were being militaristic in their approach to some of the protests. Like some of them were pretty violent. Like there are videos out there where yeah, the police, but they were just doing you know, there's that there's want. that one clip of the old man that gets pushed down. Yeah. It was almost like it was reinforce, reinforcing these things that we've been saying about police brutality. Mm-hmm. They have all these aggression and, built up in them, and then we've just given them a free platform to let it all go. And I think trust in pol- police is has eroded greatly ever since. And you, and it's you can see it in the polls. They've taken a beating. Um, I think we need to talk about how we can fix things. And I'm I'm happy to be part of that discussion. I want to be involved in the community that I'm in. I want to actually have started reading up more on local news stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Baltimore, what's going on? Um, they recently painted Defund the Police on Gay Street mm-hmm. um, the other day. Um, so it's something that I, I really want to take an active interest in, how we can actually fix things. Because like I said, I've I've been on the other end of it too, and I know how it feels. It's not good. It's not nice. And people's lives are destroyed as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also have to talk about the justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you make a case about the justice system being systemically, um, again, some people might say racist. I say, I would say in this instance, biased towards black people. I think that's a nice way to say it. I think that's the most accurate way I can put it. Because for me, it's because I think a lot of what determines your justice in this country is money. And I think certain populations... People can tie money to... Yeah, and certain populations don't... Exactly. So, you know, if you find that black folks are the ones getting these long sentences all the time, it becomes becomes a race issue. I mean, at some point, it's like, okay, well, we got to do something about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think... When it comes to justice, I don't think justice should be determined by how much money you have. Because if it is, mm-hmm. then it becomes that it's, very... It's, it's highly dictated. Exactly. That, I mean, bail alone, you know. You know what I'm saying. So I think that there are issues that we need to fix. I think the police reputation took a hit. I think they have to they have to be responsible for bringing it back up. And I think good cops need to start calling out bad cops. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very big thing, too. Smiling of the, smiler of the week? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. When I think of smiling, I just think of whoever is making money. I would say who's smiling right now. I guess maybe all the black-owned businesses out there. Oh, they are. Tell them. I would. I would say so. Uh, let's 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 hear it. I would say so, just because you know the black community is very encouraged to buy black, spend black, or whatever. Yeah. So I would say they're smiling right now. Um, mm-hmm. Opportunities. Yes. Um, that can unfold for this. You know, people are putting together directories. There are things ones that already exist, but they're looking mm-hmm. to kind of replace. They're common, you know, whether it's household items or just like your the, your day-to-day things that you buy mm-hmm. with, you know, black-owned. Black-owned. I, I like that, So, I, I think I would Black-owned podcast, them, too. I would, <laughs> I you know would what I'm saying? Them, Watch them. out for that merch. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I would definitely Smiling, suffer merch. All right, or I, I hope it. I hope it continues that way because my whole sentiment was like with this whole, um, you know, shut down don't spend money for a day mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. so that we kind of like shock the economy yeah. i think the better way to go about it is redirecting how we spend our money 
Because mm. if you stop, if you don't buy, give me one major company that I've been seeing, like, like Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. If all black people stop buying Starbucks yeah. for a day, Starbucks is not hurting. It's not, it's not going to do anything, mm. okay, in the long grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. right? But if you say, oh, well, I have a new coffee, sh- coffee shop, black-owned coffee shop that I'm going to, mm. then it'll hurt Starbucks kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, you know, if we would destroy one target, mm-hmm. They're not gonna. It's not gonna impact them, right? Yeah. But if we just stop, shop, if there was like, you know, start shopping somewhere else completely, it, it would make a difference. Mm-hmm. If you buy your clothes from a black-owned business, if is if you buy, you know, if you stop buying all all the vodka, you only drink Ciroc, you, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, that will make an, an, a, a huge difference. So you, your own smile of the week is black and enterprise. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this is the time to take opportunity. This is the tell time. them please. They we need to this tell people time. that the opportunity is there. It's ripe. Yeah, get in front of all everyone. You Everything can. I know. Some yeah. people that have made some stupid money mm-hmm. during this COVID stuff, man. Like black owned businesses. Yeah, they made some silly money. Yeah, so from the government, um, from grants, from different, you know. Yeah. And just, uh, just things you know, out there. Other people wanting to patronize. You yes. Well, I think. Yes. Uh, I think America is also going through a bit of a rebranding right now. You notice if they're pulling down all the statues. I don't know if you know, but if they're pulling all the statues mm-hmm. of yeah. of these like generals from like the the Civil War, the, you know, the people that wanted to hold on to slaves, if they're pulling it all down, I'm all for that, man. I'm all for the rebranding. Mm-hmm. I'm all for I just don't even want it to be the, even the symbolic gestures. I'm all, and I was going to get there. The symbolic that gestures doesn't help us in the long run. I'm all for it, but I th- I think action ultimately is what really yeah, matters. They we can, have to they keep, can tear down statues, keep focus they on can that. Do this. They can they can post you know their yeah. executive boards and mm-hmm. what you know what percentage of black people. But if they don't change, they actually don't do something about it. You know all these companies. You see them releasing statements or whatnot. Yeah. But if they don't actually change what's going on within their organizations, change, you know. Yeah, but, but we can't assume that. We can't assume that all the organizations are doing bad things. No, but I'm saying that they've all, there's been so many corporations, so many yeah. businesses that have, that have signed up on it. Statements in support. Yes. Right? Yes. But, in, in, you know, if it doesn't go past your statement. Yeah. Then it doesn't mean anything. Then it doesn't mean anything. Because I feel like I feel a lot you. of them are just showing up just to show up. So I that, feel you. You know, I feel you. I feel you. Um, but that's our show for today, man. Uh, we're actually over time. I can't believe we spent this long. You've actually been a great co-host today. Uh, surprising. You've actually been very annoying today. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you all, folks. Uh, please don't forget to patronize us by going on our YouTube page. Follow us. Hit the subscribe button. It's right there in the corner. Subscribe button. Um, Twitter, at SmilingPod. Please follow us. Um, Facebook, follow us, Smiling Sufferer. We're also, also on there. Instagram, that's where I, that's like one of the prime spots where we post our content. Instagram, smiling underscore sufferer. Please go on there. Follow us. Tell a friend. Um, we want to take this podcast to the next level this year. Um, COVID interrupted a lot of things. I had a lot of plans laid out. COVID it interrupted a lot of things. Trust me. But I'm telling you, we're coming back. We're coming back, and we want to go global. We need your help. We need your support. Um, donations, whatever it is, watch out for merch. We're going to start working on some merch, merchandise that you can purchase. And, um, yeah, man, we just want to be able to keep the discussion going. Uh, and we want 
black voices out there. We want African voices out there. We want diverse voices out there. We want to speak for those voices. I want to be able to give our perspective on these things. Um, and then most importantly, we love our Afrobeat. You know, that's our anchor. I like to call that our anchor. Um, for us, it's our way of showcasing our culture. Um, and I am proud of a lot of the Afrobeat artists out there. Um, I want to reach out to a lot of these people. Um, if we can get interviews, if you can email your your favorite artists, we want them to come on here. We've invited a bunch of them. Um, it's kind of hard to get them, especially now with COVID. But now, you know, we have freaking Zoom and all these applications where we can we can interact with these people. So please, uh, we really want to we want to be the curators of Afro culture, so to speak. And we need your help with it. So this is a rallying cry. Thank you very much. Um, I will leave you with this song. It's called Bad Influence by a gentleman called Omale. Omale. He's one of, he's one of these uh, Wale's guys that he found from somewhere. I know we played his music in the past, but this is Bad Influence. Uh, it's a pretty hot song. Check this out. Thank you. Save me, 